As we've been talking about the Psalms, we've been talking about how they cover and express the whole of life. Sometimes the things we want to hear and sometimes the things that we'd rather not hear. And so you may notice sometimes when you look at um, your bulletin that we're reading a psalm and we have edited out part of it. Um, there are reasons for that. Sometimes there are parts of the psalms that it would just take too long to explain um, because they're a little bit too um, raw. What you're going to hear today is the unedited version of Psalm 139. It has some beautiful words, some of the most beautiful words in all of Scripture, I would say in all of literature. And there are some words that are not so beautiful. I invite you to listen to this scripture and to hear it whole. Our scripture this morning is Psalm 139. <clears throat> oh God, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, God, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of dawn, and if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. 
If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak evil of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, God, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We celebrate the written word of scripture. Thanks be to God. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. O God, search us and know our inmost heart as we draw near to you and your living word, open unto us the ways of life that lead to more life. Amen. I love Psalm 139. For most of my life, this psalm has been a source of comfort and assurance. When I have felt most alone, this psalm says to me, God is with us. God is never far off. God is nearby. Oh God, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I lie down and when I rise up. You are with me in all my coming and my going. You are familiar with all my ways, everywhere, all the time, in the heights, in the depths. God is there with us. Psalm 139 holds the prayer I pray when I'm on an airplane that's taking off that huge chunk of metal with me in it improbably lifting off the ground. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your right hand will hold me fast. And when the world has tried to tell me and people like me that we are somehow less than, I can reach further down into the psalm and say, no, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. You, God, wove me together in the depths of the earth. You saw me and shaped me from before the beginning. I know that all your works are wonderful. Psalm 139 is a psalm of comfort, assurance, and intimacy. Intimacy with God. Oh God, you have searched me and you know me. But the theme of this sermon this morning is, do we really want to be known? Oh God, you have searched me and you know me and I'm going to ask it flat out. Do we really want to be known? Because it seems to me that we spend an awful lot of time trying hard not to be known. Think about it. On the public level, 
We have all sorts of protections against being known, legal protections, constitutional protections for our right to privacy, protections against being searched, and those are good and worthy protections. Protections against the abuse of power, protections for our dignity and for our autonomy. On the personal level, we want these same protections in our daily life too, a certain amount of privacy, a certain amount of space, if not necessarily as a matter of law, as a matter of common decency. Let me put it this way, if I'm going to be honest here, there are some things about me that I just don't want y'all to know. And I'll start off easy. No matter what I said about that mirror, I really don't want you to know what I look like first thing in the morning. And I'm going to confess that when I was deciding whether or not to offer the 7 a.m. prayer this summer that we're doing, and I invite everybody to come, but when I was thinking about it, one of the considerations was whether I thought I would be camera ready by 7 a.m. <laughs> A little more deeply, I also don't want you to know what I'm like when I am at my interpersonal worst. When I am fed up and irritable, when I let those words fly, those hurtful words, those words that know where the tender spots are and go right for them, those words that come out of my mouth that I can almost see them float there as I'm saying them and as I desperately, desperately want to call them back. I don't want you to know the ugly. And frankly, I'd rather that God not search me there in those places. Let's just stick with that fearfully and wonderfully made part. Now, I've been careful to speak for my own experience, and maybe it's just me. But if you are wondering, I'd invite you sometime this week, when you're on your own, Take a moment and say, God, I don't want you to know, and fill in the blank. God, I don't want you to know, and see if anything comes to fill in that space. The psalm assures us, God searches us and knows us. God is familiar with all our ways, all our comings, all our goings, everything we do. God knows our every thought. God knows our every word. God is all up in our business. God is all up in our grill, always nearby. Oh God, you have searched us and you know us every bit of us. Do we really want to be known like that? I've talked with some of you this week and know that other folks here in this room and on this space have deep connections to this psalm. I connect this psalm to the writings of Dr. Howard Thurman as I was introduced to Dr. Thurman by one of my teachers, Reverend Dr. J. Alfred Smith, Sr., who is pastor emeritus of Allen Temple Baptist Church over in Oakland. Uh, Dr. Smith was a student of Dr. Thurman's. 
Um, Dr. Thurman was a foundational prophetic spiritual thinker and leader of the civil rights movement. Howard Thurman stood in the midst of a community facing the worst of times, thinking and praying about what mattered most to sustain ourselves for the journey. To the question, do we really want to be known like that, Dr. Howard Thurman would say, we have to be known like that. Psalm 139 was Howard Thurman's favorite psalm, and within his prophetic spirituality, this being known honestly by God was essential to life and to the work of justice that we do in the world. Dr. Thurman described it this way, being fully known means that God knows those moments where we have experienced joy and hope and awakening and, and God knows those moments where our response to human need has been half-hearted, where we've turned our backs on truth and justice, where we have sat in deep despair. For Dr. Thurman, being searched and known like that is the essential path to deeper relationship with God and to living a life that has meaning. We've got to let God know us if we want to know God. Psalm 139 invites us into what I might call brave space. I learned that phrase from anti-racism educator Sandhya Yah. Um, when I worked in higher ed, we used to talk about creating safe space. I bet you all have heard that, safe space. It's a space for learning where the integrity of each person is protected and safe, where each person can be who they are, who we are. And it's a good thing. But in my last few years at the seminary, we started talking about brave space. Sendaya Ya suggests that we can't really have honest conversations in something we call safe space if that space keeps us safe from our own discomfort. If that space keeps us safe from being searched and known for honest conversation, we need something that is more courageous. So she encourages folks to talk in terms of brave space. Brave space that leaves room for discomfort where it is needed to name hard realities and truth. Brave space that leaves room for correction. Brave space that engages with curiosity. Brave space that expects and embraces a lack of resolution. Brave space that just might ask us to change. Psalm 139 invites us to enter into brave space with God and by implication with each other. Psalm 139 invites us to let God know us, every bit of us. It invites us to look at ourselves and our lives with clear eyes, and not just ourself as an individual, but ourself as a person embedded within a community. Psalm 139 invites us into brave space that leaves room for searching and knowing, room for discomfort, room for transformation. And in Psalm 139, the psalmist goes there. The psalmist goes into that brave space. 
We've been talking about the psalms as songs, prayers that emerged out of the life of community, songs that were sung and prayed in community again and again, on down the generations, all the way to us. And we know that individuals within those communities, including us, we also have turned to these psalms on our own. In the midst of our particular lives, we have prayed these psalms in those moments of pain, in tender moments, in the quiet moments when we are alone. In these psalms of community, in this songbook of life, Psalm 139 is about as intimate, as deeply personal as you can get. In this psalm, there's just you and I, just God and the psalmist, the one praying, and the God to whom they pray, God, you have searched me, and you know me. We don't know the specific context out of which the psalmist prays what has happened, but we can tell that they are in pain. A pain that catches us off guard when it boils over into rage. Remember that hating with a perfect hate stuff, the part of Psalm 139 that usually gets edited out from what we read in church. Some think the psalmist may have experienced a betrayal or even a physical assault. They are part of a people who have experienced slavery and wilderness wandering, starving, thirsting, people who were taken into exile where they hung their harps in the trees, their songs stilled to silence. We don't know for sure the specific trauma or pain out of which the psalmist sings, but we get to listen in. Their words singing in our ears, and as we pray the psalm with them, their words spoken from our mouths, we get to listen in as the psalmist thinks through all this. God, you are the God who searches me and knows me, every word I say, every path I take. God, you are the God who is with me wherever I go, if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea. God, you are the God who created me, who knit me together in the depths of the earth. You were with me in my mother's womb all the days of life are in your hands. So God, here it is. I hate those who hate you. Those who malign and misuse your name, I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them as my blood-sworn enemies. The psalmist lays it all out there. The things that we don't say in church. Now, it's not that we should feel the things that the psalmist feels. It's that maybe sometimes we do feel those things. Maybe it's not the exact same thing as the psalmist's perfect hate, but things like that, the things we don't or would rather not say out loud. The psalmist lays it all out there and says, okay, God, search me and know my heart, even this. Sort this out. Sort me out. 
Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Help me. Put your hand upon me and guide me. Nudge me. Push me if I need it. Carry me. Guide me in the way that lasts forever. That takes some courage. That takes some vulnerability. The question Psalm 139 puts before us is, do we really want to be known this much, this intimately, because such knowledge may be too wonderful for us, too lofty for us to bear? Do we really want to be known this much? I think the answer deep down is yes. I might go so far as to say this psalm touches on what is perhaps the deepest longing of the human spirit. It is what Dr. Thurman says unites all faiths, all peoples of all religions, this deep hunger of the heart for God. We long for God this much. The paradox of us is that we try so hard not to be known when what we really, really want is to be known, to be known fully and completely and to be loved. Dr. Thurman writes, I do not know how it happens or quite how to describe it, but I do know that again and again folks have come away from prayer freed from guilt and with their sin forgiven, with a sense of being totally understood, completely dealt with, thoroughly experienced, and utterly healed. We long to know God this much. God has searched us and knows us and God loves us still. God perceives our thoughts from afar, and God loves us still. Before a word is on our tongue, God knows it completely, and God loves us still. God knows that we try to hide in the darkness, even when the darkness is as light to God, and God loves us still. God knit us together in our mother's womb. God's Spirit accompanies us in every minute of every day, and when the time is right, God will bring us home from beginning to completion, and every moment in between, God is with us in love. This is how God searches. This is how God knows. God searches us, knows us, and loves us still. God creates us, challenges us, recreates us, always, always in love. Psalm 139 whispers all that to us in the tender, quiet moments when life is laid bare and asks, Will we go into that brave and vulnerable space of being fully known and fully loved? Will we be open to how love like that might change us? Psalm 139 comforts us and unsettles us. Do we really want to be known like that? And then the psalm invites us. Invites us to join the psalmist in this prayer. Yes. Yes. Search me, O God, and know my heart. 
Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive, hurting way in me and lead me in the way that lasts forever. Yes, God. Know me. Mm-hmm.